0: What's up everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between four and six PM on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the Spring Rodeo, swing by the MSU Bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, go check out the Montana State Bookstore, located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana.
1: It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuwana's Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: West Virginia, that's not what I expected. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to On Is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on your Wednesday. Time to get to, like we always do, uh, several of your favorite staples. We got the uh, ESPN Roundtable coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. No guests this week. It's going to be yours truly. And I'm sure the guys behind the glass will chip in a little bit as well. we thought about doing some NFL draft analysis with uh, somebody, uh, national expert, quote-unquote. But then I just thought to myself, and this is just me being sort of cynical, but so much of it is just a crapshoot. And I know what I think of the NFL draft, and I have my tried and true principles, and I totally understand some of the nuances of it, like positional value and the contracts that go along with it. I understand all that. But I just think now, this day and age, with the level of development at some of the top programs, we're going to wait. We'll we'll do this in the ESPN roundtable. But uh, an NFL draft, part analysis, part fun facts, part uh, who's going to go and get picked, and part uh, Montana flavor. Is there anybody from the state of Montana that will get drafted uh, in the NFL draft? Well, we shall discuss uh, during our ESPN roundtable. We also have wings for you today. Usually we do it uh, to close out the first hour. We're going to do it about... 5.30 today, and that actually might become a little bit more of a regular thing this next uh, several weeks or months because we have a new segment for you. Uh, we heard you. We've been listening to you. Uh, we got a lot of hockey fans around here. Uh, there's a lot of people that that watch and listen to this show that certainly uh, enjoy it, and uh, we've heard that you want to hear more hockey. We've talked a lot of hockey with... Uh, the Grizz having a hockey team that's been wildly successful here these last couple years. But we also now have picked up the Seattle Kraken. We are the official affiliates of it. And uh, we got a guy who's a pretty good expert. It seems like half the time that Mike Anderson, Grizz hockey coach, comes on the show, we talk a little pro hockey. I find his insight phenomenally good. And I find him a very interesting person to listen to. So... That's what we're doing. We'll give you some wings every Wednesday. We'll talk some NHL every Wednesday. And You want to know the connection there? You can go watch the NHL at the Desperado and eat your wings. So that sounds pretty fun. Uh, So we'll talk about that in hour number two as well. We also have Malia Egan, a uh, commitment to Montana State, now a signee with Montana State, joining us, as will J.J. Dolan. J.J. Dolan will be in studio here in about 15 minutes. Uh, Missoula Sentinel Senior, he's also headed to Montana State. Just kind of worked out that both of those two uh, incoming Bobcats would land on the list. But have no fear, Grizz fans. We have a whole bunch of Grizz interviews as well, efforting a couple uh, future Grizz football players that we haven't caught up with, specifically Clay Oven of Building Central. So uh, all sorts of seniors on their way to college interviews coming up. That's going to be uh a big theme, both with our senior spotlight, our Garden City spotlight today, and a variety of other things throughout the next couple weeks. So we're excited to catch up with J.J. Dolan. But we start today here on Nuanas Now, uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. With the news of the day, and the news of the day is about one of the biggest stars in the state of Montana. And I think because of the pizzazz and um, the grace that this young man plays basketball with, He is a transcendent star. I think that even if you're a big-time Grizz fan, you couldn't help but love the story of and love the the performance of Raekwon Battle. And Raekwon Battle had uh, one of the great seasons we've seen in Bobcat history this last year, uh, particularly capped by one of the great single-game performances we've seen in the NCAA tournament by an individual Bobcat or by an individual Big Sky player. Battle poured in 27 points against Kansas State and kept Montana State in the game. Well, uh, then when Raquan Battle entered the transfer portal on the heels of Danny Sprinkle headed to Utah State, Battle then fields several Big 12 offers after playing a Big 12 team in the NCAA tournament. It's not unlike exactly what happened with Big Sky MVP Tanner Groves at Eastern Washington a couple years ago. Groves balled out against Kansas. Groves ends up at Oklahoma. Battle balls out against uh, Kansas State. Battle ends up at West Virginia. Battle had offers from across the Big 12. He had several um, interest, pieces of interest from one of, if not the best, basketball conferences in the country. Kansas State offered him. Jerome Tang liked what he saw during the NCAA tournament. But uh, Battle ends up picking West Virginia. And uh, from his whole list of offers, honestly, if I was to rank them, I think he probably had 12, 15 offers. I don't know all of them right off the top of my head right now, but I will say that from what I can remember, West Virginia would have been toward, if not at the bottom of the list, in where I thought Raekwon Battle would end up. I couldn't help but chuckle because, you know, I mean, Danny Sprinkle joined us once a week on this show. You heard him. He's a confident, smooth-talking guy, and you've seen him. He's, you know, Mr. Charisma on the sidelines – and Mr. Handsome. And now Raekwon Battle gets to go from playing from Mr. Montana to playing for Huggy Bear. It's too good. Dave Sprinkle's like the slickest guy in town. And Bob Huggins, he probably used to be the slickest guy in town, but this dude hasn't worn hard pants since like 1999. It, it, this is going to be such an interesting meshing. I can't wait to catch up with Raekwon Battle. I do have a message into him. I, I haven't heard back yet, but I'm sure it's been a busy day and I'm sure he's going to get uh, a ton of media exposure here. Uh, these next couple days and weeks. Uh, But that's the news of the day. Raquan Battle headed to Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, I never thought I'd see it. You have to think that there was a a lot here. I mean, obviously, Battle, I think the first goal was he wanted to play at the top level of of college basketball, and and there you go. He's going to play in the Big 12, which I think, in my opinion, is the best conference in America. Uh, A lot of people thought he was going to go to Utah State. Uh, I don't know if that would have been the same challenge uh, for Battle. Battle has already played in the Power 5 at Washington for a couple years. He struggled, but a lot of that was because of uh, maturity issues way more than his actual basketball skills. Uh, he matured as both a young man and a basketball player these last couple years at Montana State, and now he gets to go uh, try his hand uh, at the top level. Uh, Andrew, your reaction? Uh, Andrew Houghton joining us here on Nuwana's Now. I, I got to say, I got, I you this on the show a lot. It, it's actually very hard to shock me I'm numb to all of it. Even seeing Dalton connect to committing to Tennessee over the weekend, or seeing Isaac Jones from Idaho at the transfer portal today, which we'll get to both of those in a minute. Um, I didn't see West Virginia. I didn't see Ray Clubbow going to Morgantown. Did this surprise you? Yeah, I think a little bit because of
2: what you said, just the, the list of offers that he had. But I really, it checks all the boxes, right? I mean,
0: you're going to be playing the best teams in the country. Right. If West Virginia. You you put this in the Sports Center, which I thought was a good detail. It shows you how good the Big Twelve was because West Virginia was seven and eleven in the Big Twelve. They only won nineteen games, but they're a nine seed in the tournament as an at large because that's what the, the, the reputation of the league is.
2: Exactly right, and you know as far as going and improving yourself against the best players in the country, that's what your chance to to do it comes from. And you know West Virginia, they're adding a bunch of transfers this off season. I think they got you know the point
0: guard from Arizona, Carecresa. They've added... That's so crazy that that kid left. There's an example. If you want to know how common the transfer portal is, Caracresa is named after Steve Kerr and went, he's named after all the all-time great Arizona players and then gets the opportunity to go to Arizona and then leaves Arizona. That, that's how everybody's transferring. If that guy transfers, he's named after Arizona. He transferred from Arizona. Everybody's transferring. Yeah, there you go.
2: Uh, <laughs> not as surprising that that Raquan Metal transferred as, I guess, the, that guy transferred. I didn't know he was named after Steve Kerr. Yeah, right. But West Virginia's got a bunch of, of new players coming in. There's going to be an opportunity to win a job. Uh, and there's going to be an opportunity to to show your stuff against the, you know, the best players in the country. Maybe this was the best fit of of opportunity to play and then opportunity to compete at a high level that he was going for. You know, it's kind of like Darian White to Nebraska. It's a team that, that's not a great team, but it's a team that's going to play all the great teams in the country.
0: No on us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana uh, Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Colter Nuwan as we are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, uh, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Uh, news of the day: Raekwon Battle, Montana State to West Virginia. That's interesting. Uh, now I, I don't even know what the counter is at right now. Isaac Jones left Idaho as well. He was the newcomer of the year, and he was the second team All League um, selection for the Idaho Vandals. Dalton Connect, who is also uh, – I think it was Isaac Jones and Dalton Connect and Jalen Cohn were the three leading scorers in the big sky this year, all on bad teams, but all averaged 19 to 21 points per game. And uh, Jalen Cohn's out. Where did he end up? I can't even remember where he ended up. Arizona State. Arizona State, right. Okay. So he, he goes Virginia, NAU, Arizona State. Raquan Battle goes Washington, Montana State, West Virginia. I mean, these kids are just traveling the country, man. It's unbelievable. But yeah. Dalton Connect – Northern Colorado, he ends up at Tennessee. Uh, by the way, I need to get me some of those Tennessee shooting pants. Did you see these? The, the, I did. The, the white and orange bell bottom? I mean, this is these are sweet. Don Connect is looking real funny in those pants, though, in his commitment photo, but uh, I, I loved it. Uh, so where are we at with the counter now? The whole first team, all big sky gone, right? Nobody, Except for Dylan Jones. Dylan Jones at Weber State is the only guy coming back. The whole second team team's gone now, Except right? Except for On and Moody. On and Moody at Montana. There you go. Okay, so we got two guys in the big sky that are coming back. I don't even know where the third team stands. I think Connect was like a third team guy.
2: I think Connect was the second team. Second team, okay. Uh, Braden Parker for Idaho State has eligibility left from the third team, and I think Verplanken from Verplanken Weber. Verplanken
0: from Weber, for sure. Steven Verplanken.
2: And then uh, Ethan Price for Eastern Washington
0: okay. was honorable mention. Okay, uh, interesting. Um, well, I guess we're going to see. Uh, last point on this, and then we'll take a break because uh, I think J.J.'s here. Uh, J.J. Dolan from uh, Missoula Sentinel, a great football player for the Spartans these last couple years, played a, a big role in helping Sentinel to uh, three straight semifinals in the uh, Class AA playoffs as well as a pair of state championships. And uh, J.J. headed over to Montana State Uh, despite a deep, grizz legacy here uh, in Missoula. So it should be interesting to hear uh, JJ's story. Uh, He'll join us here in just a minute. Uh, It's fascinating, though, watching the transfer portal churn because this is, again, I always remind people, uh, the sky is not falling only because this is just the way of the world right now everybody's losing players. I mean, West Virginia was an NCAA tournament team in the Big 12, and they're going to have a brand-new roster, so it is sort of the way of the world. Uh, the Big Sky, though, is fascinating right now, too, because I think that everybody's kind of standing pat to see what's happening. And the only two like power programs in the league that are making big-time waves in terms of actually bringing players in are the Grizz and the Lady Grizz. The, the Grizz have added a couple transfers. Uh, Jordan Williams from Santa Clara. Uh, as well as uh, who's the guy you interviewed, Trajan Sawyer from San Francisco Community College. Um, and the Lady Grizz added three Division One transfers uh, earlier this week. So um, is there anything to that, or is it just Montana being aggressive, or um, is, is there something more to the, the uh, Grizz and Lady Grizz being the only ones that are actually bringing people in?
2: Yeah, I don't think there's anything more to it. What I will say is that I think it's a, it's good for Montana. It's good to get that business done early. I mean, if you identify players in the portal that you want to go after, it's going to be better to get them on campus sooner rather than later. And sort of, you know, we always talk here, well, the world's not ending. The Big Sky, the level of play in the Big Sky is not going to crater with all of these great players leaving, a large part of that—the the sort of unsaid part of that sentence—is because, well, there are guys in the portal right now who are at Power Five schools who are going to end up in the Big Sky who are that same caliber of player. It's just a—it's just a complete mess, right?
0: So, okay, so here's my last question on this because we do have to get out uh, Garden City Spotlight featuring J.J. Dolan coming up. When you put it like that, it just seems so silly. And then I can't help but cynically think, is this just like, a? if we're actually analyzing it from a real level, is this just this great referendum on how bad the coaches are at recruiting in the first place? Like, why? why can't, the stratification is taking three steps to happen. Like, guys are coming out of high school, and then they're going to certain levels, and then dropping down or moving up, and then we're getting this re-stratification, like, three years later. Why? It's just so weird. I think it's just, a,
2: a like, a re-validation of how important the right opportunity and the right situation and the right, right. development is, right? Right, right. Uh, That That's what it would
0: be for me, is... I, I, I just hope, I, I just think, well, I, I actually don't think or hope. I know that it's turned into AAU. This is the AAU culture. It's club basketball culture. It's happening in the NBA, too. But the thing that I take so much solace in watching the NBA playoffs is while the NBA has turned into largely an AAU league as well, the teams that fit together the best, that have the most homegrown pieces, or guys that have played together the longest, are the best teams. And that makes me happy because it just reminds you that's what it takes to play championship basketball. Well, and guys recognize that in college,
2: too. Sure, sure. Coaches and administrators, do. It's just that it, it's tough to get a player to recognize that.
0: So interesting. Uh, as the world turns. One last piece of Big Sky news here. Reshuffling of the staff at Montana State for women's hoops. Uh, Trisha Benford just announced that she has hired Ryan Johnson and Devin Perez. The press release notes that Katie Bussey and Chris Mays out at MSU. So that's uh That's interesting. We shall analyze that a little later on, maybe today or uh, this week. But we'll take a break right now. Uh, We've been looking forward to this for a while, actually. Um, Been teasing this for a little while, and now uh, here he is, J.J. Dolan, a Missoula Sentinel senior, will join us next. Keep it right here, our Garden City Spotlight. one is now ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanez here coming to you from the ESPN MT studio on behalf of ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports. We're here with one of our best sponsors or our best partners here, Blackfoot Communications. This is a fun one for me though because this is like full circle. This is, this is life coming full circle for us. We're here with Judy Gear. I actually knew Judy as just a baseball mom and one of the moms <laughs> of my buddies growing up when we were little kids. Judy is the channel development manager of Blackfoot Communications. How long have you been there at Blackfoot? Just about nine years. Well, so tell people just about that role. I mean, what is it that you do there at Blackfoot?
3: At Blackfoot, we have certified channel partners uh, who sell Blackfoot services on behalf of Blackfoot. So they own their own companies. They're a local or a regional provider, and they work with Blackfoot to sell our services to their clients. So it really expands Blackfoot's reach in the area.
0: What's your favorite part about this role that you have there at Blackfoot? It's the relationships.
3: Blackfoot people, and I know that we talk about our culture and we talk about our people, and they are just the best of the best. And I would say that our partners are that as well. They own their own companies, they have their own staff, but I'm the conduit for them within Blackfoot. So it's a real unique role. I work with other people and other companies and other businesses on behalf of Blackfoot.
0: Well, Blackfoot's so great at helping all sorts of different businesses grow. They've helped us here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports grow so much. And it's uh, it's been a great collaboration. So if you want to find out how Blackfoot can help you, visit goblackfoot.com.
1: Zula. Watch
0: the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Pretty much the only time I ever feel old is when we have some of the high school guys in here, and we ask them what they want to hear. We tell them play whatever your warm-up songs are, and then they play them. And I never heard this. I, who are we listening to? Some
3: Chief Keefe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love it. Noah is now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app coming to you live from the uh, Missoula Broadcasting Company here in the Garden City. And it's time for our Garden City Spotlight. Garden City Spotlight is presented by Missoula Electric Co op. Missoula Electric Co op provides a 95% carbon free footprint for its members. Missoula Electric Co op is focused. On renewable energy, they have created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. J.J. Dolan in studio playing DJ with us, but also going to tell us a little bit about uh, his career with the Sentinel Spartans and a little bit about his recruitment to Montana State. Thanks for coming in, man.
3: Yeah, thank you for having
0: me. I got to, first of all, uh, shout out your dad, both from a personal and uh professional standpoint uh, we wear these sweet ESPN shirts all the time and I got like eight of them although I've somehow misplaced like five of them and my girlfriend thinks I'm crazy Uh, but anyways uh, graphic imprints made these for us I'm looking at this because this is the thank you card that Nate wrote me but it has all the info on here so I always reference it but uh, Nate works graphic imprints out of Billings but he's the rep here Uh, on western montana and if you need any sort of apparel screen printing embroidery uh, vinyl design promotions awards anything like that uh, hit these guys up you can reach them at facebook.com backslash graphic imprints and thanks for all the gear i appreciate it um first of all let's start with the here and now you're doing track so how's it going it's all right, it's a little
3: rough. I'm a hurdler, so it's not always the easiest. <laughs>
0: well, especially when it's been like 30 degrees for the entire month of April, right?
3: Yeah, with the nasty headwind, it's not the best.
0: It's <laughs> not the best. Uh, you guys have had a couple meets. Uh, also had a bunch of bad weather. So, um, where are we at? I mean, do you have specific goals? You're long jumping and you're hurdling. So, yeah. where are you at in terms of maybe chasing your own your personal marks?
3: Yeah, goals. Long jump. Just want to stay consistent over 20 feet. Uh, Prequal is 21 feet, so yep. that's kind of the goal. Yep. Hurdles, uh, just kind of want to be in the 15 second mark for the 110s. I've only competed twice actually this year. Yeah. So pretty rough, but hopefully within the next two or three meets I could reach those goals.
0: What you're going to Montana State to play football? Uh, and a lot of times guys just do track to stay in shape, but it sounds like you, you want to get better as well. So, I mean, how much is that playing into your, your kind of preparation for what comes next there at MSU?
3: Yeah, honestly, track's not my favorite sport. <laughs> but, yeah, it's mainly just to get fast and stay in shape.
0: It's good for you, though, right? I mean, it's good for your toughness. I mean, I always think that. You know, I've I've, I've long said that uh, go recruit the, the state track meet in Montana because half the time the weather's bad, and if people are throwing down big-time times, uh, imagine if you got him into warm weather training; it could be pretty fun. JJ Dolan in studio with us. I uh, hear on Nuanas now. Uh, you just got back from the same place as me. you were in Bozeman last weekend for the uh, Montana State Spring Game. You'll be a Bobcat here in about three months. So, uh, what'd you think? What, what were your takeaways from uh, Sunny Holland Classic? I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. I think uh,
3: what they got going there is exciting. It was cool to see some of the, the Spartans that used to be here, yeah. like Rylan Orr and Zach Cruz, totally. Some boys. Uh, They balled out, for sure. Um, The pace of it, it was kind of interesting to see. I like how they don't go too hard on the quarterbacks. It's always smart. Keep their boys safe. Uh, I just thought it was a great environment. Excited to see when they get started for real.
0: That's an interesting fold because you've been a part of a lot of success here at Sentinel. uh, Back-to-back state championships and then a run uh, to the Final Four last year uh, in your senior year. And yourself, Adam Jones, both going over to the hills, to, to Bozeman. And uh, there's already a couple other Spartans, like you mentioned, Rylan Orton, Zach Cruz, yeah. over there. So uh, what's been the thing? I mean, how have they been able to lure a bunch of Sentinel guys over to Bozeman? Uh,
3: for me, honestly, it's uh, the coaching staff. They just yeah, have such... they're doing a great job great family and culture over there. They just really bring you in from the start. I mean, it was my very first junior day and with Adam Jones, and I remember hearing Tasha his mother right when we were walking out, and she was just like, holy crap. Just compared to some of the other schools we went to, like, they, they sit down and talk to you. It's just way more face-to-face and made you really feel like family since the start, emailing
0: you, sending you letters. It's pretty cool to watch. Uh, right now, we have such great Footing in Montana in the Big Sky Conference and uh, expectations back to where they should be. Both of Montana schools playoffs every year, Big Sky Championships every year. But well, Montana State's got a role in defending Big Sky champions. Been to the playoffs, uh, I think now five years in a row. have been to the Final Four three years in a row. So uh, just watching that success, how much did that play into your decision?
3: Uh, honestly, I didn't look too much into all the winning, but it did obviously help. That's yeah, I mean, it's nice easy. to win, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was just mainly like. To see what they do in the weight room and how much they push each other in the yeah. off season, like you could just tell why they're always in those positions because just how hard they work and Monday through Saturday always lifting. So it was just easy, kind of.
0: It's big time, uh, underrated part of what Montana State's got going on right now. Uh, to a man, all the guys we talked to from MSU football, they're always shouting out Sean Herron, who's a hell in a high product, a former Carroll College guy who's been the strength coach there for a handful of years. And uh, he does a great job, and I think you can really see that uh, paying off. Um, let's let's talk about your sentinel days, J.J. Dolan, Missoula Sentinel senior in studio with us. It's our Garden City Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Uh, pretty fun, man, for to, to follow you guys. It's always fun watching the rise of a program, and uh, I know that like guys like Rylan Ort kind of came before you and laid the foundation, but you guys took it to the top level and. Uh, You know, first state championship in 50-plus years. A pretty historic run there at Sentinel. So what made this uh, group so special? How are you guys able to do that?
3: I think it was just the bond coming in my freshman year. Coach O really puts us, like, right with the seniors from the start. He really, like really praises being a family so like from the start in the summer we have border league like going to my eighth grade summer I'm not even a freshman yet I was with the team for seven days in Idaho rooming with three different upperclassmen that I never met so from the start you're just building that bond and then we got two months of a for k lifting and running camp so from the start we just create that bond and now it's a bond that'll never be broken
0: it's been cool to watch, too, because you guys got it done uh, in, at the high school rakes, and then a bunch of you got a chance to keep on playing, too. So what do you think about the Sentinel program? How was how it able to prepare so many of you guys? Because I think five guys on Montana State and maybe six, seven, eight guys on Montana. So there's a lot of D1 guys from this last couple of years coming out of Sentinel. Why is that?
3: Yeah, I think a lot of it is just the way our coaches coach. They teach us how to be men more than be the great football players we can be. So they... I think they just teach us how to be respectful, and I think that's a big thing over your skills sometimes.
0: Uh, Probably fun for you, too, to know that uh, your future includes playing with Adam Jones. He's so fun to watch. I know he's a good buddy of yours, too. So uh, what do you expect that to be like? That's pretty cool. You guys are kind of going in together.
3: Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. We're uh, we're both going to register for a year of putting on weight and getting faster and stuff. So I'm excited to see where he gets and see how we do the next five years.
0: Well, it's uh it's also interesting because uh, jj slated to play nickel at montana state and uh it's funny we talked about this on the show a lot the evolution of the nickel back used to just kind of be the the third corner on third and long and that's not the case anymore it's a true position montana state's running a 4 defense with a true nickel on the field almost all the time and uh, they've had a couple great ones playing that spot lately so uh This won't be that foreign to you, though, right? I mean, this is kind of similar to what you guys have done at Sentinel.
3: Yeah, I've been playing nickel for about three years. Uh, I don't know. I kind of think of it as the little bit faster of a linebacker. Sure, right. (laughs) Maybe not as big, but, yeah, I think it it could be like a safety coming down on the slot receiver.
0: Do do you feel comfortable then going in since you have done it uh, for so many years?
3: It is kind of nice to know that that's where I will be playing because I have played it for three years, so at least I have some experience under my belt.
0: What uh, are you? Are you nervous at all for this opportunity? What, what do you? What do you think of this chance to go play for Montana State?
3: I'm definitely excited, but uh, I'm definitely nervous uh, for all of it. Dorming with someone I've never met before, uh, a whole new team, schooling is going to be different. But I'm definitely excited.
0: Well, it uh, should be really good. How about school wise? Do you have any idea uh, what you want to major in? I was
3: thinking kinesiology, and then I found out you had to do three years of chemistry. You know? <laughs> So now, uh, I've always kind of thought teaching and coaching would be an in nice. interest of mine. So that,
0: That'd be great. Uh, you come from a great football family, and there's a lot of coaches in it. Uh, is that your, would that be your, your grandfather or your great grandfather? That's Pat Dolan.
3: Yeah, that's my grandfather.
0: Your grandfather, so that's your, that's your dad's dad, right? Pat Dolan was the, the great yeah. uh, building senior coach uh, for many years, and uh, we had your, your cousin, Riley Bergeson, on the show uh, a couple years, I guess last year when he was on his way yeah. uh, to the Naval Academy. So how much has that influenced? Your, your dad played for the Grizz too, so how much has that influenced your football life?
3: Since I was a little kid, it's always been football, football. I remember being five years old, going to Grizz games and stuff, so it's always been a big part of my life, but uh, also Riley, we would always go in the summer down in our cabin in Flathead, and we would always be throwing the football, and our dream was always to go play at the Grizz or somewhere bigger together, and so uh, it's always been a dream of ours to go there, and so once he... Once he got there and seeing all, like, our family be D1 and stuff, that was always my dream, and I knew that hopefully I'd get there one day.
0: And and you got an aunt that's got Montana State ties, right? Yeah, Heather So, so is she rubbing that in, in Dad's face a little bit, or how's that going at the family reunions?
3: Yeah, it took a while <laughs> uh, for the family to convert. Uh, obviously, half, half our family are cats, half are Grizz, and so they were all excited, the other half... I don't know, Shelly Dolan, my grandmother, she's still not converted.
0: <laughs> the ties run deep for sure, but I, I do know, I I, uh, I think it's cool, though, that your dad was a great Grizz player, and uh, then uh, he let you make your own decision, though. I think that's really great, and uh, he's been all behind you. I mean, he came on the show a while back, and, and he was talking to us how proud he was of you for, for choosing what's right, and it seems like, you know, all the reasons he gave for going to Montana State, it seems like this is a great fit for you.
3: Yeah, he really just told me, go where I feel most comfortable, where it feels like it's family, or where I'm going to be most happy.
0: Well, it should be fun to follow your career. Uh, Last thing for you then, uh, just knowing that this is just a couple months away, what's the goals between now and then and how you feel uh, going to play D1 football? I'm
3: a little nervous, but the goals for now are put on some weight. I'm a little under there. Yeah, got to put on about 10, 15 pounds hopefully and uh, get faster.
0: That's the goals right now. Well, it should be fun, man, and uh, congratulations. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: J.J. Dolan, Missoula Sentinel Sr. here on our Garden City Spotlight. Also, we're going to start our Senior Spotlight. I have a bunch of of... Now about to be graduated seniors I want to get to over the next several months. And uh, we got a bunch of sponsors that we need to appease. So a lot of the great seniors that we have here in the city of Missoula, that's going to be uh, the formative part of our Garden City spotlight. And then we also have our senior spotlight coming up with seniors from around the state of Montana uh, that are outstanding and not necessarily all going to college, but certainly um, ones that had great high school careers at the very least, and most of whom are going to the college level as well. So a bunch of fun interviews for you coming up here uh, during your summer months. Garden City Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op provides a 95% free, uh, carbon-free free footprint for their members. And Missoula Electric Co-op focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. Next, a young lady from Colstrip, who I believe is the first young lady or young man from Strip ever to go play hoops at Montana State. Malia Egan joins us next. Recent Bobcat women's basketball signee. Keep it right here. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Nuan is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I forgot that I uh forgot I forgot that I forgot to finish the playlist. And, th- and then I was like, why are we listening to John Denver? Then I realized, and these guys think they're so funny. Nuance now, ESPN Radio, SWX Fot Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. Uh News of the Day. Times two out of Montana State hoops. How about men's and women's? Men's, Raekwon Battle, headed to West Virginia. That's not what I would have had my money on. But there he goes, playing the Big 12. Should be fun to watch. On the women's side for MSU, a reshuffling of the staff for Trisha Binford. Uh, This is from MSU, uh, a press release. Ryan Johnson, Devin Perez added to... Montana State's staff. Johnson served as an assistant coach at Xavier last season, but is no stranger to the Big Sky Conference. He was the associate head coach at Idaho State from 2014 to 2022. Andrew was asking if it's that Ryan Johnson. Uh, You're shaking your head enthusiastically because... Ryan Johnson was sort of a, one of the undertold secrets of why Idaho State built this this juggernaut that won back to back big sky titles, right? A guy that I would have loved to write a story on
2: either as Skyline or when I was down there. Yeah. Uh, Seton Soboleski's consiglier for a long time there
0: at Idaho a, State. A and a lot he of was, the foreign gals were coming because of Ryan Johnson,
2: right? He's the guy who had all the overseas connections. Not all of but he's the guy who had a lot of the overseas connections for Idaho State. And I mean, the roster of international players that the, the Bengals were able to bring to Pocatello
0: is. Right. Right. Just endless. Uh, 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 Estefania Orrs, Adora Golish, uh, Diaba Canate, they had a lot of really—I'm Callie Bourne uh, from Australia. They had a lot of really good uh, international players. Yeah, and interesting. You know,
2: Ryan Johnson left Idaho State a couple years ago. He spent, I think, a year or two at Xavier, which is a great program. Yeah. Really interesting for me now to see him back in the Big Sky. a Great guy. A uh, guy who's who's really great to talk to. I'm certainly happy to see him back in the big sky. Looking forward to seeing him around, but just interesting to see him back in the big sky. I
0: mean, he's arguably one of the great assistants in the big sky of the of the 21st century. He was at Northern Colorado before he was at Idaho State, and he helped recruit, uh, I believe, Deshar Strange and Stephanie Lee both to Northern Colorado. Both of those were hello big sky conference MVPs there uh, at UNC. Perez, the other new hiree at Montana State. Was the director of player development and video operations last season at the University of Missouri, so this will be uh, you know college basketball staffs their their coaches have sort of a hierarchy. They you're associate head coach, that's Sonny Smallwood for Trisha Binford, and then Ryan Johnson is that number three now probably, and uh, then Perez will be that that fourth assistant. So a lot of times, player development and recruiting and things like that, main responsibilities. Uh, so that's Perez's story. The other side of the news here, though, is that Katie Bussey, who was an all-time great Montana State Bobcat and an uh, assistant the last couple of years, along with Chris Mays, who was in his first season at MSU, they are both out uh, from the coaching staff at Montana State. So um, I don't know. You can read whatever you'd like into that, but a reshuffling, uh, despite Montana State being the regular season Big Sky Conference champions. You wonder how much, though, uh, it had to do with Uh, A first round, I guess a first game loss uh, in the Big Sky Tournament. I mean, after the the Bobcats lost to Portland State, Trisha Binford, Darian White, and Cole Badbear all sat at the press conference and said, hey, we did not fulfill expectations. We are very disappointed in this loss. We know this is not where we need to be. So um, even though they, they won or at least shared the Big Sky crown with Northern Arizona and Sac State, uh, some overturn going on at Montana State. It's going to be a, a new-look Bobcat team, both on the court and on the bench next year. Speaking of, how about a new Bobcat? Well, it's time now for our Montana State Minute, where we profile and chronicle what's going on in Bozeman. Montana State uh, rolling right now in track and field, but the women's basketball team... Uh, sort of rebuilding their roster. They lose four different seniors from a year ago, plus Leah Beattie in the Transfer Portal. Uh, so that we're going to have a lot of news on incoming Bobcats, but we have one from in-state, Colstrip to be specific. Class B to D1, always a fun story no matter what sport it happens in. We're joined now by Malia Egan. She is a senior there at Strip. Malia, thanks for joining us. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: But you mentioned that you were on your way to practice. So is this for club, or what, what are you up to?
1: Um... I'm on my way to practice for track, actually. We have a practice for like two hours every day unless we have a meet. So going up there to practice long jump and my sprints.
0: Love it. So that's what you do? You're a long jumper and a sprinter? Those are two main events?
1: Yeah, I do the one, two, four, and then long jump.
0: Well, very cool. Track makes you a better athlete no matter what. So that's cool, and it's great that you're doing it. Uh, Let's start here at the beginning. Uh, First of all, are are you from Colstrip? Did you go up there, or you just go to high school there?
1: Um, I'm, I was, I'm like originally from California. Uh, I was born and basically raised in California, but, uh, during COVID, I moved up here with family, uh, my going into my sophomore year. And then I've just finished off my high school career here.
0: Well, super cool. And, uh, you had a lot of success, especially when it comes to uh, the basketball court. I know maybe this last year, not how you wanted it to go, but two years ago, leading Colstrip to the state championship. So uh, take us through that memory. I mean, how, how are you guys able to do that? What was that special about that team? How are you guys able to make that great state championship run?
1: Um, honestly, I think our chemistry as a team was just so great that year. And also just the hunger and want from all of the kids on the team that year, we all just really wanted it um, because past years we had lost out in at divisionals to round up. And so going into that year, last year, um, those seniors and us juniors just really wanted it. And so we really worked hard every day at practice. Our coach, the first day of practice was saying, you guys are going to be playing on that state championship game. Um, And every day he just kept saying that to us. And so I think he really embedded it into us that, um, we were going to make it and we really believed in each other and we were all so collective as a team. We were so collective. Uh, we're supporting each other no matter what. Like, I feel like if you like watch any of our games, we we're just always like not greedy. We were always sharing the ball to each other. So I think just having the non-greedy as a player on multiple levels on our team, it just helped us become a well, really good and successful team.
0: So, our Montana State Minute here on ESPN Radio. Malia Egan joining us. She's a senior at Colstrip High School on her way to track practice as we record this. So we appreciate her for making time uh, for us today. Uh, let's go through your recruitment then. Uh, when did Montana State first get a hold of you, and how did it all play out?
1: Um, they got a hold of me like the beginning of my senior year. Um, and ever since then, we kind of just were con- getting, staying in contact with each other. And you know, we kind of just hit it off. Then I had an unofficial visit in December, and then we made it
0: official this April. So it was pretty exciting. Super exciting. And I was going through this. We've been covering the Big Sky Conference now, I think, 17 years, maybe 18 years. So a lot of the recent history of it, I was trying to think of uh, anybody from Colstrip that had come to the Division One ranks in, in basketball. I, obviously, Tough Harris right off the top of my head for football, who went on then to play in the NFL. But... Um, not a lot. I think Kevin Criswell at the University of Montana in men's basketball 20 or so years ago did it. But so what? Just growing up in a small town, going to high school specifically in a small town, what gave you the faith that you, you could go and get a Division One shot?
1: Um, I think my mom just helping me become a better athlete um, and playing basketball every day and just practicing on my skills. I think I just knew within myself and I had the confidence that I was going to be able to do it. And was my mom just? Um, helped me become a better basketball player. Uh, mentally and physically, I think I was—I knew within myself I could do it.
0: Well, it's, that's uh, so cool to hear, and I'm sure your mom is so proud of you. D- does she have an athletic background? Was she an athlete herself? Yeah,
1: she uh, she swam when colship had a swim team. Uh, she also swam in California when she used to live there. Then she also played basketball. So uh, she was also on the um, last Colstrip uh, state team before we won the state uh, two, a year ago. So, yeah, it was 20 years since we haven't won one, so she was the last uh, team to win it. So it's
0: pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool that you have family history there, Do you guys have uh, been able to sort of put Strip on the map and keep it on the map. Awesome. Malia Egan joining us, a Strip high school senior. Uh, she is a recent now signee, was a commitment now a signee to the Montana State women's basketball team. Uh, Malia, Trisha Binford, one of the great point guard coaches in the big sky and, and in college basketball, honestly, and she's had so many great point guards, including uh, maybe one of the best she's ever had most recently in Darian White. So uh, as a point guard yourself, what would you think of that opportunity, just in to learn from somebody that's uh, so well-respected when it comes to coaching point guards? Um,
1: I'm so grateful and honored to be able to play and be coached by one of the best point guard coaches out there. I'm really excited to uh, strengthen my abilities and be coached by one of the greatest. So I'm really thankful and proud to be able to have this opportunity.
0: Did you follow uh, Montana State Hoops before they started recruiting you?
1: Yeah, I did. Because my family, they're really big Bobcat fans. So we watched their basketball, their football, watched all of it. And so... um, Yes,
0: I did. As somebody that's a smaller point guard yourself, you probably looked up a lot to Darian White as well. I mean, what did you think of watching her these last couple of years?
1: Oh, I loved her. I loved watching her. I just loved her energy, her defense, her tenacity on the court. It was just amazing to watch her. And so I am um, will be uh, honored to play at her at a school that she went to as well. So.
0: Anything else you liked about the program or the school? Do you know what you're going to study? And what did you, you like just about Montana State in general?
1: Uh, I loved the campus, and I really just loved everybody there. Like, uh, I just felt very welcomed and part of their family, even though I wasn't part of the family yet. And, yeah, just I really just felt like welcomed, even though I wasn't uh, committed or anything like that yet.
0: Well, very cool, and uh, congratulations to you. You've had a great high school career already, and uh, I sure, I'm sure more to come, both with track season and also uh, at Montana State. Malia Egan joining us, recent MSU women's basketball signee. Uh, Malia, thanks so much for being here. Good luck at track practice, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you down the road, but best of luck with the rest of track, and uh, best of luck with your summer. Thanks for being here.
1: Awesome.
0: Thank you for having me. now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I, uh, I did some research, asked around, asked my uh, my Montana State encyclopedia, known as Bill Lamberty, to also confirm for me. But Malia Egan uh, is believed to be the first basketball player, man or woman, to go from Cole Strip to Montana State. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the, the two most prominent Cole Strip alums were actually two of the great athletes in the University of Montana's history. I think unquestionably, Tough Harris in terms of pure athleticism might actually be one of, if not the greatest athletes at UM, Tough Harris was Tuff Harris was a legend. When I, He's a couple years older than me, but I remember this is when Montana seemed even way more rural than it does now, and it still seems pretty rural. But Tuff was running sub-10 sevens in the 100 meters, when nobody was breaking 11 seconds. I mean, he was flying, and, and watching his ascension and then chasing and resetting the the, the all-class 100-meter record was amazing. And then he came to Montana, actually on a track scholarship, and then ends up walking onto the football team, and, uh, and then they quickly realized Joe Glenn first and then Bobby Houck second, quickly realized this guy is actually like the most electric natural returner maybe in the history of the Big Sky Conference. I mean... Tough Harris, he took a punt, I think, 93 yards back for a touchdown the very first time he ever returned a punt in a college game. Uh, He ended up with four or five punt returns for touchdowns, multiple kick returns for touchdowns, a whole bunch of pick sixes, uh, went on to play in the NFL for several years, and uh, certainly a legend among legends. He is the cream of the crop when it comes to not only Colstrip, but, I mean, he's one of the great small-town athletes in the history of the state of Montana, certainly. The other one, though, from Colstrip that really made a name for themselves is Kevin Criswell. Criswell... Uh, was a walk-on at a cold strip despite being one of the great scoring machines i've ever seen in the high school at the high school level chris Cr- was also a couple years older than me but i remember man and this, this this is the part that makes me sad i remember first of all i'm standing here on this show and, and talking on uh, the radio right now mostly because of my uh, incredible affinity for newspapers i Loved. I still love the newspaper, but I loved newspapers when I was a kid. Loved them. Read the Missoulian all the time. When from, I started when I was like nine years old. I was reading the Missoulian pretty much every day. And uh, then I remember in high school, the library at Big Sky got the Missoulian, but they also got the Great Falls Tribune and the Billings Gazette. I remember reading just voraciously about high school sports when I was a high school kid. And I remember reading about Kevin Criswell, the Coal Strip Combine, and just how many... Uh, huge games he had. I think he averaged like 37 points per game in his senior year. Has to walk on for the Grizz, red shirts. But then he goes from this 5'11 skinny kid to the 6'3 skinny kid. He was still a skinny kid, but he grew about three or four inches. I remember uh, my freshman year when he was coming off his red shirt, that, that offseason leading into his red shirt freshman year, he would get done at Grizz practice. He would come and hoop at the rec center, and then he would play intramurals. This guy was hooping like eight hours a day. He's just a gym rat, just a machine. And and you'll be you'll be surprised to know that he was hard to stop in intramurals. We didn't feel so bad uh, the next year when he goes out and averages like 16 points per game as a freshman and is the Big Sky Conference freshman of the year. Uh, that sparks then uh, an unbelievable career. Uh, scored more than 1,600 points. One of the top 10 scorers in Montana history still was a senior on that Grizz team that won a game in the NCAA tournament. Uh, The last Big Sky Conference men's basketball team, in fact, to win a game in the NCAA tournament. So um, it can't be done. Uh, The the two examples I thought of, Colstrip's finest, uh, are two of the great uh, athletes, actually, that have come to the University of Montana. The the one, I guess there's been two Colstrip football connections on the Montana State side. Tucker Yates was a a great player, defensive tackle from Colstrip. He's most famous for uh, punching the ball out on the goal line 2018 Uh, Montana-Montana State rivalry game. Some call it the miracle in Missoula. Others hate that they call it that. But either way, it was one of the most iconic uh, Cat Grizz games ever. And uh, Tucker Yates, one of the central figures in poking the ball out on the goal line uh, from Adam Eastwood and punching the ticket to the playoffs for the Cats in the process. Well, that's Coleser's finest. Yates' younger brother, Trey, uh, has spent the last couple years as an offensive lineman at Montana State. He actually recently transferred to Montana Tech. So, uh, as the world turns, there you go. That's that's basically all the facts I can possibly give you that reside in my brain about Strip, Montana. Uh, our Montana State Minute presented by J and V Restaurant Supply. J and V Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. They uh, they have some in-person store closures going on right now at JV Restaurant Supply. So uh, next couple days doing some spring cleaning. They got great locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. Just check them out on Facebook or visit jv, jvrestaurant.com to see uh, if the store is open or not. I, I know that they're doing some stuff the next couple days just to make sure it's all sparkly clean for you. And uh, better yet than just visit them online, jvrestaurant.com. Proud uh, presenter of the Montana State Minute. Um it's interesting, Andrew, because we were talking off the top about the the, the merry-go-round that is the transfer portal. And uh, I was reminding people that uh, if, if the program you follow or the team you're a fan of or the school you're alumni of seems like they're losing all their men's and women's college basketball players, uh, I wouldn't panic as much as maybe uh, you should because, or maybe you could, I guess, because it's happening pretty much everywhere. And... uh I just th- I I've, I've heard from so many of our Bobcat listeners, sort of uh, dismayed in the the Exodus uh, out of Bozeman for MSU uh, both men's and women's hoops. From a men's side, I would be pretty disappointed and I would be pretty sad if I was a Bobcat fan because if Danny Sprinkle stays, most if not all that team stays. Like Grayquan Battles probably not going to West Virginia today if Danny Sprinkle stays. Uh, Uh, Great Osabar's probably not in the transfer portal. Darius Brown's probably not in the transfer portal. That would be pretty frustrating. I don't think it's necessarily time to sound the alarm, though, for the Bobcat women because Darian White, if it wasn't for the COVID year, would have already graduated. Cola Badbear, same thing. Grace Beasley, same thing. Uh, Madison Jackson, same thing. These these ladies would have had exhausted eligibility at this point. And so then you're talking just about Leah Beattie wanting to leave, and that's just one player, and that's not that – that cash off a good deal. The only thing I would I would uh mention about MSU Women's Basketball is when you have a now 18-year sample size, uh Trisha Binford's rebuilt her roster quite a bit. She's lost all-time great players like Katie Bussey and Jasmine Hamas and on down the line and replaced them with, with better players. So, you know, are the cats gonna go be a 21 team right away next year? I'm not sure, but I I wouldn't bet against Trisha Binford. I mean, she has built Uh, arguably the strongest program in the Big Sky over the last, you know, what, six to eight years. Well, and the other thing is, what is Trisha Binford unquestionably
2: good at? It's developing point guards. Well,
0: that's right, right? I mean, they've had like four or five in a row that have been all Big Sky caliber. Like, uh, Hannah Caudill and Darian White are a, a little ways apart, but they're still both very, very good, competent, to actually excellent Big Sky point guards. Yeah,
2: that's right. And, you know, I wonder just how much of it is, like you said, just people getting, getting not spoiled, but people's views just getting skewed by the COVID thing and the transfer thing happening right. at the same time, where now we have players who are five and even, you know, you can expect players sometimes to stay for six years, Right. and while some players are, players are doing that, that's the one great title wave coming in is everybody gets the extra COVID year, while some players are doing that, you get the, the, the different second title wave of, well, now everybody's got a free transfer move, too. And it's sort of, you know, you're getting hit with both at the same time, and that's just skewing people's expectations for what's going to happen. I mean, you watch, you know, somebody like Estefania Ors at Idaho State, who did stay at Idaho State for six years, and now holds a ton of records at Idaho State, that's just sort of the exception rather than the rule, even though there are players like that still in the conference.
0: it's definitely so true. And uh, I I just can't wait for these extra years of eligibility that were created to go away so we can go back to at least more normal structure. One last thing I've been asked by several uh, listeners, readers, Twitter people, whatever, about Raekwon Battles transfer to West Virginia. He transferred to Montana state from Washington. He, I believe has two years of eligibility remaining because he was a junior this last year, but he still has his COVID year and his senior year. Under the rules as they are written, Raekwon Battle will have needed to graduate from Montana State to be eligible at West Virginia next year. If not, he'll probably have to sit out a year. Well, the rule would state that he should sit out a year. That said, we've also seen this uh, incredible leniency in granting waivers by the NCAA. So uh, I would expect almost certainly graduate transfer or normal transfer that Raekwon Battle will be playing at West Virginia next season. is Now, Hour 1 in the books, Hour 2 coming at you. NFL Draft. Man, I, don't, I am the least high person on Will Levis, and I'm still going to put money on him to be the number one pick because I'm a degenerate. NFL Draft, ESPN Roundtable style. Next, keep it right here. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Colter Nuwana's. From your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuwana's Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And, of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuwana's Now archived as well on the Nuwana's Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store... They're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M-Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time.